Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That man over there is the Macho Brand Kruger. That is highly accurate. Uh, I am, in fact, the Macho Brand Kruger. And that gentleman over there, he's the standing Will Kern. <laughs> Wait, you got a random adjective generator to pick that I'm standing. It, it picked out that you're standing. I said, wow, that's, that's actually accurate. What, it would, what would be the chances if I was sitting for once? Like yeah. occasionally, like I record, like at the end of the day, I'm usually starting to sit, but like we're midday right now, so I'm totally in stand mode. But Well, yeah, and, and, and I'm just glad that it, it picked something that was accurate, and I'm glad that yours picked something that was accurate as well, that I am, <laughs> I am actually quite, quite macho. macho. So macho. <laughs> well, it's interesting that we talk about standing and I think setups around video but we're continuing our little mini series on uh, speaker kits today and kind of um, what sort of gear that speakers or yourself presenting or maybe stuff that you'll you know send your speakers to make their presentations a little bit better so if you haven't already go back and listen to our episode all about audio um, where we talk about microphones and headsets and all the stuff related to having really good audio which we both agree is the most important um, when it comes to it. So then we're moving on down to, I think, the, the next most important, but maybe we, we talk about lighting potentially first before we get into talking about cameras and all that sort of stuff. I think that's fair because I think while having a, a good camera, you know, obviously is going to improve the quality of, of your video. For sure. Duh. Um, you know, I think there's a lot that you can do with what you have. So before you go out and invest a bunch of money in uh, in cameras, and, and, and I think while we're specifically talking about lighting, I think you can't talk about lighting without talking about what your environment is as well. So I think we need to touch on that uh, as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, the way we've been kind of doing this is start off as like cheapest to most expensive kind of uh, along the entire way. So let's start with like things that don't cost any money that can make your lighting and environment a lot better. So uh, I'll fire off a quick tip and I think we can go back and forth on these ones. So my first tip is do not ever have a window behind you ever. Like do not like whether you think that you have the best camera or whatever it is, always be facing a window and have and never have the cam the window ever in the shot because cameras just freak out the second there's just so much lighting coming in from that window so you can make yourself look a hundred times better at that if you currently have a window behind you if you turn around and have the window face you boom that like that's going to increase your lighting tenfold yeah i don't know if it's pe you know if people think oh i've got such a pretty backyard like people it's you know we can't see the, that the, I, think <laughs> the, I think it's just the general yeah. layout that people like they they tend to do too like yeah, I don't know. Like, I never thought about this, but like, I've always wanted my desk to face the windows. I want to like peer over the side of my monitor and be like, "Oh man, look at that view! I have the city or whatever it may be." Like, I've never felt good like having the sun beating on my back either. So, I, I've just always found better. And like, uh, in fact, it's ironic that we talk about window lighting. Is that I just realized I didn't put on any of my studio light right now, and I'm lit just a hundred percent from my half blinds open window facing me. And, uh, and 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 it's looking pretty good. It does. It really does. It's 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 actually almost looks intentional. You got like kind of a half face, you know, a little bit brighter on one <laughs> side and a little bit less on the other side. And I think that's uh, the other. So not only does putting the window behind you not look good, putting the window in front of you can make you look really good. Like yeah. it's it's one of those things that you know if you can get some natural light bouncing around the room so that it's kind of coming in front of you. Um, you know, I'm down in the bunker here, so it's 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 not easy for me to get. 
uh, daylight. And I have noticed, um, uh, you know, sometimes uh, depending on the time of day and the time of year, you know, I get a little bit of like streaky, uh, you know, filtering in light coming in f- like through the blinds, you know, um, that you'll kind of get from time to time where you get those kind of dots uh, almost like uh, as it's coming through the through the blind. Said, yeah, like, you've no, got a little no, bit no, of it mine, going mine, on. Yeah. Mine sometimes does it. It's not happening right now because I think right now it's like it's noon here. So the sun's like at the highest point. But usually like a couple more hours, the sun peeks through these blinds and a little bit of the dots through the blinds. Right, right, right. And so that's something you have to watch out for. And so when we're talking about lighting and when we're talking about, you know, your setup, um, it's, it's uh, you know, this is this is straying a little bit further away from gear, but it's worth making the point that I, I always encourage people to do their speaker uh, check-in calls at the time that those people are going to be speaking um, so that it's as close as possible to the time that they're going to be speaking. So you can watch out for stuff like that. Like, oh, oh I never realized that at four o'clock in the afternoon on a, you know, uh, some night in December, uh, you know, that uh, the light shines in in this particular way, bounces off of, a, you know, a, a picture frame, you know, on the other side of the wall and then hits me square in the face. You know, th- those kinds of things happen. And I've seen, you know, as, as you know, over these last nine months-ish uh, of, of lockdown and people doing more Zoom calls, people that ha- clearly had no idea what was going to happen with their lighting, you know, as as they were getting onto the newscast or whatever, because you see there's this like bright streak going across their face. So, so yes, step one, like you said, is, is, you know, the free solutions out there, like, like free costs you nothing is, is, is don't put the window behind you, put the window in front of you. Um, and then, you know, I mean, we could probably spend an entire other episode about how to dress up your background, but you know, as far as lighting goes, that's, that's clearly number one. Um, yeah. Definitely. That's, you know, so that's yours. So. <laughs> Way to go. No, um, my, so much my, of this getting yeah. it to be a short episode again. <laughs> yeah, no, it will be fine. The, the, you know, but I'll tack on then the, the next part of free is using what you've got around you. I mean, you know, Will, you and I have been doing podcasts together for quite some time now. And when I first started, my primary and key lighting are, were two beer sconces. Um, you know, grain belt beer sconces, like hanging on the wall. And, you know, they actually have a nice like amber glow to them. And in fact, I have them on right now. Even you can't see me, but this is my casual look when I'm not using <laughs> using my primary lighting. Um, and they work pretty well, right? It's enough. It's enough to get a little bit of color in my face. It's enough to to light me up so that the cameras can pick me up. So if you guys go back Sorry, I had to use my hardware mute switch, uh, which we were talking about before the show uh, for a a little bit of a cough there. Um, If you go back and look at the early episodes of Event Icons, you'll see me in my other bunker uh, that I used to live in. um, And it's being exclusively lit by these, you know, these uh, beer lights uh, that uh, so so use what you've got around you. I think it's really important to realize that, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like to you. You know, so if it looks junky because you've got a light sitting on a box and, uh, you know, and we'll talk more about that. when you say to you, you meaning like camera. on the other side of the screen that's right. out of frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it only matters what it looks like on camera, you know. And so it, it's – my setup's pretty gnarly. It's not – and I don't mean that in a good way, like gnarly. It's 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 like it's <laughs> spaghetti cable. I'm going to clean it up at some point. I wanted to get it functional before it was, you know, before I cleaned it up. But it's, you know, I've drilled – I've got holes drilled in the wall from where I moved things from here to there. So my point being that, you know, really – what have you got for desk lamps? You know, what have you got? You know, if you have to broadcast, you know, from a hotel room or something like that, you know, grab the light, take the shade off, uh, you know, uns- unscrew the top, you know, put that in front of you. You know, it doesn't matter what it looks like to you. It matters what it looks like on camera. 
Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that too. And I think the thing that um, I, I this one's not necessarily like a, 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 a hardware related tip, but I think in general a strategy to going for this all day is that more light is better. So like whatever strategy you have, just put as much light in the room as you can. I think that's one of the big problems that I see common uh, challenges is that people think like, oh yeah, I'll just like use this one lamp. It's going to be fine. It's like, no, just flood as much light as possible because cameras, they want light. They, they're craving light. And when you don't have a lot of light, they have to do things like, you know, crank up the graininess and things like that to try to uh, make up for it. So just to think just as much light as possible. So like Brant said, like if you have lamps and things like that, put as many of them on in front of you as possible. Um, and I think that if you, and I think everyone has one of these lamps because you, you either you bought it or your kid has one, but like the desk lamp that clamps onto the desk and then has like the articulating arm and then like can turn, those things are incredible. And the reason why I like it, actually what that's what I use as my main like, main light on when I'm doing broadcast is that it, I can get exactly where I need it to be. So like, for example, if, if, uh, you know, if I need it to be a little bit lower, I can point it straight at my face. So that way I'm not getting like shadows under my eyes and things like that. But I think everybody has one of those lamps, like grab one of those. If you got it, if not, like Brent said, like any kind of lamp is good, uh, too, um, when it comes to it. So, yeah. So, so Brent, when I think when it comes to like lights and things like that, there, there's also probably someone has one of these in their inventory, but what kind of like bulbs, should people be kind of trying to shoot for uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the right light bulbs? A couple different schools <laughs> of thought on that. I, I mean, and so what I'll emphasize, I've said it in the last episode, and I'll, I'm going to continue it in this one, is try everything. Um, and also, um, sometimes the cameras only check for that brightness, like right when they first turn on. So if you add something or change something, just kill the camera and then turn it back on again uh, just to see how it goes. And then like we talked about in the last episode, record yourself on on zoom you know just fire up a zoom call hit record and just you know try a couple different things what happens if i move my laptop over here versus over there you know as you know where's the window in the room what lights do you do what happens if i bring the light a little higher or a little lower does it shine up on your glasses you know that's something that we're always you know watching out for is you know is it is that you know direct angle of the or the computer monitor you know um Oh yeah, you know, having that computer monitor reflecting in your glasses as well, and there's, uh, you know, <laughs> we could probably spend another episode talking about all of that little stuff too. But as, regarding the lighting, you know, so I prefer the warmth, right? So oh, you know, most cameras really like that, like cool white flat white stuff yeah, just because and then and then 600 k kelvin right exactly 5600 <laughs> you got it and 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 i i think that goes back to video purists who mm -hmm. then you know they want to be able to do that in post you know uh you know for for lighter skin tones i think we always look a little bit better with a little bit of amber uh on it and for darker skin tones you just want to avoid anything in the greens to blues because that really messes with those tones um so personally because we're not doing it in post right we're doing it live most of the time uh we're not going back and 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 and, and doing color correction on this stuff i then prefer a little bit more of the ambery uh kind of colors rather than that flat white now if you're recording it and you're going to be going back and editing it you know because it's a site-to-site -site interview or something along those lines then sure let's get it as bright and white and pure as possible and then we can go back and and, and make color corrections in post mm, nice this starts to maybe dip into like the low cost potential solution, but so, some idea to look at is to like maybe also getting a light bulb. Everyone loves Philips Hue bulbs, so those are like the more expensive, I think, of the options. But look for maybe also a bulb that can transition color temperature to not necessarily color 
period. Like I don't care. Sometimes I don't care about this bowl being blue or pink or things like that, but color temperature. So you can go from warm to white. So then that way you're not like unscrewing the bulb, screwing it, but then you can tweak it a little bit too. And you know, like if you have Philips Hue, I think that color temperature shifting bulb is like 30 bucks. So like, I'm sure you could go on Amazon, you know, or search best color temperature changing Wi-Fi bulb and get one for probably, I'm guessing 40 bucks, probably. Max, you know, pro yeah, probably 40 bucks because you can buy a Hue Hub and a bulb for like 40 bucks. Yeah, so, the Hue stuff yeah. tends to be a little bit more expensive. I can do you one cheaper than that, and that's the Wise, the wise bulbs oh, yeah, have, wise have, stuff, have yeah. basic color correction capability. Wise with a Y. Yeah, Wise and Y. W-I-Z-E. Right, and those are definitely 20 bucks or less uh, oh, nice. for the bulbs. I, I mean, it's it, they're quite cheap. Um, and they have basic color correction as well, where you can get that like bluish white, you know, pure white, and then you can go get it to go a little bit more amber as well, um, for significantly less expensive. And you can just pop those in again, you know, that same desk light that you were talking about, and then you can adjust the color, uh, in the wise app a little bit to really tune it a little bit. So that's, that's still down. I'd say that's still down on the low end. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I would say I'll add into that too, that when you're looking at bulbs, brighter bulbs, the better. Um, so then that way you don't have to do multiple lights, right? Like the last thing you want is get like a dim bulb and then have to like put two lamps side by side. But, um, you know, like for example, my Philips Hue bulb does 800 lumens and that works pretty well. But if you can go higher than that, that's just more light again, more light for the camera to, to, to work with as well. So, um, yeah, I think and it's, it's funny. Cause like, I like, I'm like, yep. And that's it. That's all you need. I don't even need to talk about the high end of lighting yeah, or you really go don't. To medium because like that works. I again, use a Phillips hue. I use a Phillips hue color bulb in my lamp and then, uh, just the yeah, desk lamp arm. And you know, it's nice because I can put the, the light like right above the camera. So I get that perfect thing on top of it. Cause yeah, like I have really deep eyebrows. So like if you come too high up, it, it makes Will look like he's like, doing a horror story show so all right so so okay so we got like pretty free to like really really cheap what's like do you think is the next step up from the lamp light bulb setup yeah so what i got to supplement my beer lights <laughs> is uh, are, are two uh, newer so n-e-e-w-e-r uh, newer has a two-pack portable lighting kit that you can get on amazon for 40 bucks um, uh, during wow. peak COVID days that got up to 50 or 60. What's really funny is if you use like a camel, camel, camel or something like that to look at the price history, they used to be 20 bucks, uh, before, oh, wow. all, before all this started. So it was a two pack for 20 bucks of just led, uh, lights. And what I like about them is, uh, they, they have a really compact tripod that, that comes with them. Um, so it's perfect for like mailing to somebody or something along those lines. It really packs down flat and, and easy and small. Um, so it's really good for, for that kind of thing. I actually have mounted mine on the wall. Like I said, I have a lot of screw holes in my wall as I'm moving stuff around and trying things. So I've got, um, wall mount, uh, camera mounts, these newer uh, lights, they actually have the camera mount, uh, whatever that quarter inch uh, screw thread uh, that you use for camera mounts. And so I, I, I have permanently installed my, my newers uh, so that I can stand because I, you know, the, the, the desk height tripods that come with them are great if you're sitting down, but I, I'm a stander yeah. as well. So um, I wanted mine up on the wall so I can get them again, also out of my eye line um so that they didn't reflect in my glasses so that's the, you know so again that's we're not talking big money here it's that's 40 bucks for a really nice kit that you could send to anybody to dramatically improve their lighting and the best part about these too is like people then are like well is this going to be complicated it's like no it's a lot of these things that turn it on turn it to 100 percent brightness 
you're set and good to go. Like, you know, we don't even have to talk about like strategies, like three point lighting and like, we're not even going to get into that in this sort of, this sort of episode for sure. But like just getting more light, like just give us more light. And then again, like we've talked about in previous episodes, then rely on your production company to give you suggestions of where those lights go. But when you don't have anything to work with, it sucks. So I think the next, um, a potential option to actually kind of like yours better than the option I was going to suggest next for that next level up. But another option, because people always ask me about is the ring lights. Um, so I know you can get a, I don't know the brands or which ones are good. Honestly, Google best ring light. You'll probably find out which one's the hot one and which one's the cheap one, all those things like that. Um, but I like those ring lights because, um, they're really soft again. Like, so then let me start to about strategy of lighting. The bigger the light is and the more spread out it is, the softer, instead of hitting you with hard shadows. That's why like you go out in the sun and it's hitting you perfectly. You get these really sharp shadows in your eyes and things like that because it's a very bright concentrated light source versus spreading it out. I also like a lot of these ring lights because they attach to a tripod so then you can attach your your webcam or your camera to it and it's a direct light on. Um, I also like it because most people think it's the best way to do lighting. So it, they just like, hey, just get the ring light. Cool. You're like 90% of the way there. Um, the one thing I was going to add as a pro tip on top of the, the ring light and across all of these, a, a pro tip is when you're looking at the specs of the light, you're going to be looking for something called CRI color rendering index um you want to look for as close to 100 percent as possible like 98 is oh incredible i mean if you can get like 89 for like a 20 dollar light like brent was talking about i think those newer is like 89 90 color rendering index the basically it's how close can that um that cool white or warm white actually get to that actual temperature so the reason why um this exists is that if you have really low cri like it's like a 40 or 30 percent you might be getting like some tints of green and blue in your in your lighting and so basically the higher the better so when you're looking at prices if it lists cri on it um that if it's really high it's usually really really good um too so that's just a little quick pro tip yeah, I think, and, and you know, we, uh, you know, like you said, we could probably just end it there. And I think because most people that are listening to this are probably interested in the the lower end of the spectrum. You know, I don't yeah. think we need because, you know, all of this stuff, audio, lights, oh, camera, yeah, it scales up. To yeah, like, you, it, it scales <laughs> up to studio. infinity, right? There, yeah, 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 exactly. So, so I think you know, uh, while you know, I think we spent more time on some of the higher end in audio land. I don't know that we necessarily need to do that with with lighting uh, because but only like because we more, really care more? about our audio. Can I give two more suggestions? If sure. someone's really looking to go that next level. So um, if you're looking to go then that next level, Elgato has a key. I think it's called Elgato Key Like Elgato makes like the stream capture cards, which I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about when we get in the, cap- the video world. But they have this cool like desk clamp lighting system that you control with your phone. I think it does. Uh, it's able to do warm or cool and uh, you brightness and everything like that. And really, really cool light. And it's really flat. A lot of people love it. It attaches a desk. Love it. El Gato, E-L-G-A-T-O, and then I think it's called the Key Light is what they do. It's the only light that they make. Then the next suggestion, if you're looking to like, okay, I'm ready to go to the next level, which honestly, once you get to like where I'm going to talk about right now, if you're looking to go higher end than that, like start looking at video production YouTube channels and, you know, talking to your video production friends. and Yeah, looking at dome up. lights and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, for my quote unquote studio over here, I literally, you know, I, I do like to start at the bottom and I like, you know, okay, that's good enough. Great. I don't need to buy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, more yeah, expensive sure. than that. And so Will's I think like the, the opposite. I'm like, oh, right. ah, let's go out Gotta crazy. have the big dogs, right. <laughs> I, I tend to do that with, with like uh, cameras and, and, and other things, but, and audio, obviously. Uh, so I think the, the studio lights that I have are Mount Dog. Uh, Ooh, collapsible suit. They are really cheap. They're really flimsy. But you know what? I'm not packing them up. I'm not moving them around. Usually mm. that durability comes into play 
if you're, you know, rap, you know, you're, you're, you're packing, if you're like that bat icon show going to to Frankfurt, (laughs) right? That's, that's where it starts to pay off, you know, paying more money. But if you're literally just going to set it up and never touch it, you know, then it doesn't really matter if it's flimsy. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. Um, uh, so then if you're looking to go that next level and trying to enhance even more, look at a brand called Aperture. Um, a, I think it's, look at one of my lights over here. Dang it. The brand's not, where is it listed somewhere? Under. I have so many of these lights everywhere, but a, I think it's a P A T U R E. Um, but Aperture is awesome. They make all my lights. Brands got to see a bunch of them too, but they are awesome. Like best bang for your buck. If you're looking to start getting into that more high end stuff, they make so many different lights. In fact, they make a light bulb that it, you can change color. And everything like that and it also has a high cri to use as like a practical uh, light too but that's if you're looking to go that next level and looking for not really really nice lights check out aperture but again that's when you're starting to talk like i think that one key light that i use is like 700 800 so a big upgrade from the 40 dollar phillips hue bulb <laughs> yeah 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 so, so yeah it's aperture with a u so a-p-u-t-u-r-e i always that forget if it's like, an a or a u yeah Dang. yeah so because because uh, if you just type aperture you get all kinds of weird camera stuff uh, yeah. yeah so so that's what it looks like to me these look like the kind that i've seen you packing up uh, with these dome lights yeah uh, yeah, yeah these dome the but they dome make all kinds they make like little oh, floodlights they make, they make a little lights, like a, yeah. i think it's called the mc model it's a little like cube you know two inch by three inch light that's like as bright as my phillips hue bulb um and it's like battery powered last eight hours like crazy stuff like that too um yeah, so so definitely go check those out too. Um, I'll say, I'll add in another one. This is more of medium. Is LumaCube, L U M I cube, um, and they make a little clamp-on light that you can attach to your laptop. That gives you a little frontal light too. So if you're just looking for something a little bit more portable and a little cheaper, you know, a little light to attach on LumaCube is awesome too. So all right, that's a lot about lighting stuff. Um, should we talk about cameras now and? Yeah, and yeah, and I don't, that? I don't think we'll need to go near, even as deep. Uh, my, my yeah, thing cool. again continues to be try everything, mm-hmm. you know. So, so as as part of the classes uh, that I was working on, I t- I literally grabbed every camera that I had, and and set them all up, and just so that I could show folks really the huge difference. And just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's good. Um, and so it's even more of a reason to, again, you know, fire up a zoom call and start flipping between the cameras and see what looks better. Um, because my surface pro tablet looks so much better than my MacBook pro, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, a, it's not even, it's night and day, you know, the MacBook, you know, looks like it's got Vaseline smeared over the, <laughs> over the camera, uh, whereas the surface, you know, the surface, uh, tablet looks phenomenal. It was like, you know, full HD, uh, camera and, uh, so, so try everything and, and, you know, if, you know, and once again, you know, start with what you've got and then if you're able to, uh, start to upgrade and I've got, I've got my upgrade picks, but I'll let you, if you want to tack on to what I just said. Yeah, I would, I, I'll, I'll tie into that too, that I think a lot of people, uh, immediately go, Oh, I just need a new webcam before they go lighting. And that's why we did lighting first is like, start by getting really, really good lighting, get really, really good audio. And then the mind recommendation, little pro tip is that, yeah, it's not only testing the different webcams you have access to or anything like that, but also just raise your webcam too. If you're giving a presentation or having someone present, get them to put their laptop on a couple books, get that webcam perfectly in line with them. So then when they're looking forward at you, they're not looking down at a laptop. Um, they're not looking, you know, having it look up at their nose or anything like that, but try to get it as much level as possible. And if you're using something like an iMac or something like that, a lot of times we end up raising those to like get those to eye level. But then the problem is your webcam's so high up, you know, then again, get that webcam at eye level and that can go 
so dramatically. Um, I, this isn't necessarily the what you have sort of thing, but look into like those laptop stands. One of a uh, stand that I love is called the Roost stand, R-O-O-S-T. A roost stand. It's actually designed to get your laptop in like uh, level with you um, for remote work. But I, I mean, it's so small and compact and just gets your la laptop high enough. A lot of people, I think, end up using like, you know, uh, an actual laptop metal stand or whatever it is. But also you can just accomplish this with books. If it's for one presentation, one time, and you're just going to be doing it, stick a bunch of books, put an Amazon box below it. What do I have to just get level with where, where you're at too? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a great portable thing that fortunately is, is buried in the closet, so I'm not going to go. And plus, this isn't video podcast, uh, but uh, that's uh, it's it's called an origami. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So it's Wait, my, you it's my brought in on thing. event icons. I did, I did. I, I, I embarrassed myself by trying to do it live. Um, but it's it basically folds flat, and then if you fold it the right way, it creates this quite stable uh, stand um, that you can prop a laptop on. It's perfect for on-site when you've got like a primary and backup computer. So you want to have like a primary laptop down and then put this behind that one and then you can get a secondary laptop up top. Oh, yeah. So I, I, you know, it just lives in my Pelican case because it's so handy. But that would be another thing. It's another example of it doesn't matter what it looks like to you. You know, it looks like, you know, you, you, it doesn't matter if you have to grab, you know, eight books and, you know, a couple of DVDs to like jam under the back so that it tilts downward. You know, whatever you need to do to make it look good is what you should do to make it look good. And, you know, I've said it before and I've said it again. You know, people always ask me, you know, how do I make it, you know, feel less like a Zoom call, you know, Zoom fatigue. You know, people are so tired of Zoom. How do I make my event better? Don't make it look like Zoom. So, you know, the more that you can make it, you know, the, 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 the eyeline camera shot, the better lighting, the better audio, uh, you know, the better, the more it's going to not feel like a Zoom call and the more it's going to look like a professional presentation. Uh, and so that's, that's the number one thing to make it not look like a Zoom call is to not make it look like a Zoom call. I'll add anecdotally to that too. Of like, it doesn't matter where you like. I just thought of this, but like, I think people didn't realize how much when we were do, like, when you do production, how much you tweak and do things that are really kind of weird. Like, so I'll use an example. There's like times where we'll be working on gigantic projection setups, and we'll be like, man, that projector is not lining up perfectly. Someone will be like, give me some gaff tape. They'll like tape like three lines of tape, or you know, oh, give me some business cards. I'll shove them under there. Like, and they'll do all these little things just to like get to work. The, like you as the client would never know about this sort of stuff it's you know we hope that you're doing it the safe way something safe too but like a lot of times we do like really weird things like oh this hdmi plug is like kind of acting weird tape it down to hell like and it, you see like a roll of tape just taping down this laptop and we don't care how it looks if it's backstage and no one ends up seeing it now again if this was like on stage and it was a podium or something like that we want to make sure it looks really good or i should say lectern um but i think the i think it's far too often people think like oh yeah everything has to be absolutely perfect it's like no like when you're starting off you just do what you can and it doesn't matter what it looks like to you um, i'm never going to judge on podium versus lectern that's but that's a rant that's <laughs> know, a rant for another day <laughs> That's a, there's a, if you ever want to catch that debate, I think, yeah, you go back to um, when we had Brittany on event icons and she like totally, we had like a 14 minute conversation about what, um, okay. So, um, my next pro, like kind of upgrade pick. So your onboard laptop, my, um, webcam, I think can work well. If you light it well, again, you get it lit, uh, put in the right place. So I think if you're looking to get that next level and brand might have a cheaper, uh, uh, effect, but I honestly, again, start just by Googling best webcam. Um, and I think a lot of people immediately jump to like what I have as one of my webcams, which is like the Logitech Brio. It's like a $200 4k, you know, webcam. Actually, I think it's little brother. The C920 is actually even better than the Brio. I only like the Brio cause it auto logs me into my computer using my face. But I know that you probably have some examples of webcams that are like 
15 20 bucks that look just as good as these logitech 200 dollars webcams not as much because i really like my brio um <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't i haven't had the i haven't had the desire to do that but here's the thing is that i've been seeing a lot of knockoffs that look exactly oh like the God. c920 or exactly yeah. like the brio like and they the probably Aki, are the same one now they probably yeah. are the same parts and so that's that is something that's worth looking into and it, it falls again into the try everything so if you've got you know, a 1080p camera is going to probably look better than a 720 camera. Um, the, I think you know, minimum 1080p these days. Yeah. You know, I, I side-by-sided my, you know, I used to have the, the, the 920. I, st- I mean, I still got one. My wife's using it for her stuff now because I, I upgraded to the Brio. And I think there's a significant improvement. But the, oh, the really? biggest thing that I, I like about so it is, is that um, uh, you can use the zoom functionality to really frame the shot. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so you might be, you know, you might not have, you, you've got more resolution, but you're not using all of it. You're just using mm-hmm. it to kind of pan and scan and zoom so that you can get things set the way that you want them. Um, and so, so I've been very happy with that. Now, I, I could be wrong about this, but I also believe if you have the right ports open and things like that, people can remotely adjust the Brio as well. So I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, if anything, like remote desktop yeah. in, and, and that yeah. was going to be one of my pro tips too, is that like, Find out what the camera adjustment software is, or find a camera. You, this was a pro tip you gave me years ago. Was like I, it was the Mac, like Webcam Pro or Webcam, webcam Settings. Webcam, yeah. Webcam Settings, and I was like, man, your camera always looks so good compared to mine. We had the exact same camera, and you're like, Webcam Settings. It lets you auto adjust that color temperature, the the blur. How like does it auto aperture up and down in brightness and things like that? So you said like all the manual, and I was like, whoa, that's yeah, crazy. You can, and you can shut off. off, shut off the autofocus so that it's not zooming in and out. You know, when, yeah. when your hand when you're gesturing wildly or something along those lines so yeah it's 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 kind of you pretty much have to have it if you're using a mac and an external webcam you should be using webcam yeah, settings and it's for sure I, you know it's like two dollars i mean it's not it's not expensive at all it might even be free in the app store to be perfectly honest i don't remember it's not expensive at all and you should absolutely brightness contrast saturation sharpness aperture priority exposure time gain uh if you go into the advanced you can like zoom in zoom out pan tilt um, you know, all using again, because it's got that 4k canvas, you're then just like zooming in a little bit and lowering yeah. the resolution. Um, so, awesome. so for me, when I'm asking, being asked about cameras, I pretty much go straight to the Logitechs. Um, I don't have a, a, a cheap uh, version of that yet. So stay tuned. And, we'll, we'll and they still are hard to find. So like everyone yeah. is asking and says like, Hey, like what do you, you know, there are hard to find. Like I had to order another Brio for, um, this whiteboard setup that I'm testing right now. And I was like, wow, it's sold out like everywhere, but you might have to buy third party and pay a little bit more money right now, at least at this time of this recording. But, um, you know, also, yeah, like you said, don't hesitate to, to test things at Google reviews and look at YouTube samples of, of cameras and things like that as well. Um, I, yeah, I'll just, just tack on. I mean, so if you need it right away, you need it right away and you're going to pay the yeah. COVID tax and, and you're yeah. going to you're going to overpay for it. But if you don't need it right away, um, you can either a lot of times what I'll do if you're using Chrome, I'll just throw like, you know, Best Buy, Target, B&H, you know, I'll throw all of those pages, those landing pages for whatever ca- camera or Xbox or whatever it is <laughs> into a folder on my favorites. And you can when you're cool. doing that, you can right click on your favorites in, in Chrome and say open all in new window. And so nice. just on a daily basis, I'll do that. I'll just like fire it up, 
nope, they're still out of stack. And then some of those have mm. stock reminders. So like B&H uh, Audio yeah. Video will have a stock reminder that'll just say, hey, it's in stock. And you can also sometimes pre-order it so that as soon as it comes in stock, mm. uh, it'll just fire it. It's That's fired actually how already. I wound up getting two ATEM minis, uh, which is a story <laughs> for another day. Um, if you don't know what that is, we can talk about that on another day. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say too, I'll, I'll, I'll level up your uh, now in stock alerts and, uh, and price watching is uh, a, a place that I love is called nowinstock.net. You can set up alerts across like Amazon target stuff and it can you can set it to text you as soon as it's in sale this is what I use like to know like when the ps5 is back in stock because it's absolutely not in stock so it's like really designed to give you like instantaneous results that things are now back in stock but if you're like you don't you're more like me and a little bit more passive than Brant and don't want to like click on the open a new tab or whatever, that can work well and then the other recommendation too is if you're waiting for the price to come down camelcamelcamel.com is what we mentioned earlier it's a, a chrome extension and then also a website you just plug in the alert you say what price you're willing to pay for it and it just emails you and says hey it's at that that alert you can go buy it right now which is and it's also cool too because it shows you the price values too so you can see like you said that the 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 newer light went from 20 dollars to 40 dollars and was like 60 dollars and now it's back down to 40 dollars on there too, super so. helpful for like cyber monday and and black oh, friday so because nice. you could see okay that's not really a sale it's on you know yeah. it's, it's like 45 percent off from a much higher Higher price than you had it two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, yeah. they raised the price by twice just to drop it down right, by forty five percent. So then I think then going into like the next level of of, of what to look like is that I think that when you move away from webcam, you're moving into more like the territory of what I have in my setup right now. But before I get into like mine's like the high end. I'll talk about how you can step into this. So, um, so for those who don't know what my setup is, I use a like an actual mirrorless uh, camera with you know interchangeable lenses, and it goes into what's called a capture card. And the capture card basically just says, "Hey, anything that's HDMI, like you could in theory hook an Xbox to it, you could hook uh, any kind of camera you want to, it. and basically just turns that and it captures it as if it's like a webcam and a camera source on your computer." So um, I bought one of these a long, long time ago for us when we first started doing Valencons live from uh, from conferences, uh, mainly just to take my DSLR camera and just feed it in and do a single camera shot from those. Man, those were the days. Remember those, Brant? Um, and so um, I, I, you know, I had it for a long period of time, and then I was like, you know what? I want to kind of like level up my speaking setup from using a webcam to using that. So I actually, you know, bought a desktop arm and added the cameras to it. But I think that people immediately jump that they're like, well, I have to buy all this, the camera, the capture card, all these things like that, and you're going to invest some serious money. Start with the capture card. Start with like and uh, the good brand that I recommend is Elgato. We we mentioned the key lights. They're famous for their capture cards. They're really well priced. Another one of those items that is like currently super probably a little bit more harder to find because of COVID, but um, grab one of those capture cards. And then here's the recommendation. Grab that $700 DSLR camera that you bought so you could take the family photos and that you never learned how to use and make that your webcam. Learn how those different aspects and things like that work and aperture and exposure. You're going to have to learn things about cameras to get the like crazy blurry background like I, you'll see whenever I speak um, on mine. But a lot of people immediately jump that they have to buy the exact camera and the exact lens that I have. But a lot of times too, like you can take that existing photo camera you have, it has an HDMI output, get it a power source so it stays on all the time and get that, you know, $100 capture card. I think uh, the Camlink is the model that Elgato makes. It's like 99 bucks, does 4K video capture, and you can just plug your camera right into it. Boom. You got like almost, you're halfway there to like the setup that I have for, for mine, which I consider mine like almost overkill. <laughs> 
So, so yes, I think start with the capture card and see if you have one of those nice DSLR cameras um, to use. Or, um, you know, maybe you can buy a used one off of a friend that, you know, bought it and never used it. Or, uh, or you know, look for that, um, you know, older model camera. And I'll suggest some ones, if you're looking to actually buy a camera, I'll suggest some models in a second um, that you can get for really cheap that are, are awesome. But cap capture cards are awesome for that sort of thing. And and yeah, it just I was the you I was about to say exactly what you were hinting at there that that Craigslist is your friend when it comes to these types of cameras because camera junkies are constantly buying the newest, latest, and greatest, and the last generation is usually just fine. It's you know yeah. it's it's nothing. And you wrong don't with need it. leading bleeding edge for your webcam. Right. You don't need it because it's like it's still like I'm not moving around, so I don't need like in body stimulus in, sti uh, in body stimulus. Right. Stabilization. Wow, I can't talk today. <laughs> and 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 the other thing that I'll say is that just to be real clear, you you again kind of touched on it there. But what what these cameras give you, what these kind of the the DSLR and the mirrorless cameras give you, is that depth of field. And depth of field is that 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 out of focus background. So the person or or you Portrait is mode. in focus, and then everything else behind you is is that that nice soft thing. It's a cinematic look. So if you could see us right now, you know, I'm just using my webcam, and basically every things in focus like you can read you know some, the, the, the stuff in the background the, the, the container behind right you. exactly and and if you know when i but when i was recording my classes i was using a dslr and so all of that stuff just becomes slightly out of focus and it gives it that depth it gives it that cinematic feel and it's it's definitely probably the easiest way that you can rub some pro <laughs> on your <laughs> on your look um, sure. It's not the cheapest way, it's but it's one of the easiest ways. Is Definitely. is and and like Will said, you're going to have to experiment a little bit with things that you may not have had to play with, like aperture and 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 you know ISO lenses and gains and, and ISO. And and, yeah, exactly. Which I've had to crash course in, uh, and I still don't fully understand. Uh, I, I always wanted photography to be my retirement project because I knew I would start <laughs> getting sucked into it, and I knew I'd get sucked into the gear, and I knew I'd get sucked into the lenses and and really oh, tweaking the like the manual settings on a camera like really learning that and and I, i'm i'm really resisting the urge to get to get pulled in <laughs> oh it's it's i mean like i mean you know me because i'm a vlogging dude over here like i i taught did the crash course of it and the gear definitely drives you in too so just be wary of that if you you start to look into this it's like like brand says you're diving into a rabbit hole that only continues to go up into this you know you're buying cinema style cameras they used to shoot the hollywood movies but um uh, yeah, I think definitely, um, you know, yeah, play around with the different cameras. I was actually going to uh, add, um, remind me that I have one other camera suggestion that's actually mid-tier before we get to these nicer cameras. But uh, since we're already on the camera stage, recommendations that I would have for people um, as they're starting to look at cameras is, again, start with what you already have. The biggest thing a lot for a lot of people don't recognize when it comes to cameras is it's not about the most expensive body, which is like the, the part that has all the buttons and all these things, like that, but it's really about the lenses that you have. And people used to say that to me all the time, like, oh, it's all about the lenses and I was like no like you can what, like it's all about the camera the camera like creates a depth of field no it's definitely the lens so the the two things that you want to look at when you're looking at cameras is the ability to take on and off the lenses you can still technically use like a point and shoot you know uh f like you know uh camera if you want to as your webcam if you want to that's not a problem at all but you want to look for that interchangeable lens dslr cameras were the first ones that did that and then now it's the new technology is called mirrorless which you know um and and by newer it's like you know 10 years old now at this point 
um, but the the look at those uh, detachable lenses. So the one the lenses that I like to look at, you want to look for something that has a very very low aperture. So when you see iPhones and you know, Apple announces a new iPhone, they always like to talk about like, hey, yeah, that telephoto lens is you know this length to this length, and they'll say like it's 1.4, and you see this like number just randomly hanging out, 1.4, you know, one uh, just two or an F, you know sometimes they put f slash the number or just f stop on there. Um, that's all related to aperture. The lower that number is, the more that blurry effect you get. So, um, so right now I'm using a lens with a 1.4 aperture, which gives me like this insanely blurry background. Um, so if you can go for that, that's how you get that look. The other thing you want to look at with lenses is the shorter it is, the wider it is. And why is wide important? Is that means you can get the camera closer to you and you don't have to have as far away. So I'm using a 16 millimeter and I'm probably... What do you say, Brant? Foot in, less than a foot away from? Oh, you don't. Well, have no it's idea. hard for me. To <laughs> wow, I don't even why I said that. Yeah. You have no idea how far Which, I am yeah, from sure. my camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm about a foot away from my camera right now at this point. So I literally like if I uh, an arm length away is where I'm at right now. So it allows you to get that nice little wide thing. So um, and then to get nerdy on cameras, if it, if I may continue, if that's okay, um, is that I would look at Sony's brand of cameras. Reason why Sony's good. I obviously have a lot of Sony, so I'm a little favoritist on that. But the reason I like Sony, super fast autofocus. So you just flip on autofocus, and you can be anywhere, and you're always going to be you know, uh, focus. But one model of camera that I highly recommend, and actually a lot of YouTubers and a lot of video people recommend, is the Sony A5100. It's actually really old. I think it's six, seven years old now. But YouTubers and vlogger or, um, uh, and streamers use it because it's a flip-up screen. So right on the camera, I can look right at it. I look right at the lens. I can see myself and make eye contact with it, um, which is really, really cool. I think it's only 1080p, but as we said, you're not streaming out 4K quality. You're probably max going out 1080p. But it's interchangeable with all the greatest lenses. So I think you can buy, like, the A5100 and the same lens I have, the Sigma 16mm 1.4. I think the lens is like 300 bucks, 200, 250, 300 bucks, and the body's like 400 bucks, brand new. And you can find them scattered across eBay for 200 bucks on there all day long. So, like, you know, for 400 bucks, you can have this insanely pro looking setup before you even start talking about, like, I know, like, Peter Poole, for example, uses um, like an A7S3 for his. And I'm like, damn, that's like crazy. That's my, like, my main camera that I use. But it, it allows you to get that really good flip up look, good autofocus, interchangeable lenses. Um, and, and all in all, you get this, like, amazing looking setup for pretty cheap. I think the point is that the, the, the things have really uh, come down in price compared to like live production levels, right? So live mm -hmm. production levels, you know, it, obviously you can easily spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on lighting and camera and sound and things like that. But, you know, you can really put together a nice little studio package for under three grand. I mean, yeah. it's a, a nice package, like a, a, a semi-pro uh, you know, to, to pro really level, uh, of a studio package, um, depending on, and, and for me, a lot of it depends on, is this something that I'm going to be setting up? Uh, is it going to live in my house? You know, is it going to live in my studio? Um, or am I sending it to someone who needs to set it up and I'm maybe never going <laughs> to see it again? And I think that's where the, cam the the cameras start to get complex, and that's why, like, like we even as companies struggled, is that like we want really good quality for people, but the, like no one's made like the A fifty one hundred with lens. And while it's really easy to use, and I know how to use it because I you know ca use cameras, I would never send this to a speaker. They'd be so confused. I'd have to like try to preset everything and hope to God nothing changed. And when they turn it on, right? And um, I think that that that's probably one of the biggest things that comes to this complexity with video is, is that video is just so complex. Like microphones are easy. 
plug the USB in, select it, you're usually pretty good to go. But video is just like webcams is pretty much the highest. If you're looking to plug in and be set for tomorrow, webcams are one of the few ways to go, unfortunately. But I mean, like maybe one of these days, I think that someone's going to figure out like, hey, we're going to sell a webcam that's $400 in cost and it does everything that it needs to do and more. Um, and that might become a necessity now that that's, you know, demands are so high, but. Well, and, and, and I know we're winding down, but I'll throw in kind of one like pie in the sky uh, uh, pick um, yeah. that I know is being used by professional level uh, streamers and present presenters. And that's the Blackmagic uh, 6K, Cinema 6K. And oh, wow, yeah. it's 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 just a gorgeous, you know, camera. Uh, it takes regular Canon lenses, which makes it compatible with a lot of the things that people are most likely to have. Um, it's I don't know why they call it a 6K because it broadcasts in 4K. Um, it's you know, I, I think, think it's a 6K sensor, the larger sensor. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. just going down. Um, but the reason that, you know, I kind of I kind of hinted at with the Brio is that there people are using them in remote kits because they can be remotely controlled. Um, mm -hmm. So you can actually set the aperture in the ISO and all of this kind of stuff yeah. and, and focus uh, remotely. And so like that's one of the things that can be really noodly, especially if you're by yourself in a room is actually just focusing things because maybe you don't necessarily want autofocus because, uh, you know, I, again, folks can't see Will, but when he gestures, his camera snaps autofocus a little bit. Uh, and so he'll go out of focus a, a little bit when he makes a gesture. And so you don't want that happening, obviously, in an interview situation mm -hmm. that just because the person makes a hand gesture, they suddenly go out of focus. So they want to set that focus. Um, and as long as the person's sitting in a chair and isn't going to be moving around, you know, the ability to do that is good, but you don't want them trying to do it. Like go adjust the camera, then go sit down. Is it in focus? Then go adjust the camera. Cause I've done that and it's stupid and it's not fun. Um, so this idea of being able to, to remotely focus uh, the camera and remotely adjust the, 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 the settings I think is, is huge. And so I think uh, as the deeper we get into this stuff and, and as we continue out of it and we're doing more and more remote presentations and more and more hybrid, uh, you know, hybrid presenters and hybrid audiences and hybrid events and purely online events and, you know, all of these things, I think this idea, this ability to remote control without having to have someone there um, really holds a lot of appeal, not only in the COVID world, but also in the post-COVID world. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about this a little bit more, too, is that one thing that as you're starting to look at the future of these technologies potentially come out to, one technology to really keep an eye on is eye autofocus. That it focuses just on your eye and always locks onto your eye. A lot of the like the high-end um, mirrorless and DSLR cameras, well, DSLR doesn't exist anymore. High-end mirrorless cameras have eye autofocus, so it means that like you know, like you're saying, like right now it's kind of going out of focus because it doesn't know the difference between my hand and my face. It just assumes whatever object it wants to grab um, on there. But um, if you look at the eye autofocus, there's some really cool stuff coming on downline. I was gonna add one more thing because I know we're wrapping up. Um, a couple people kind of asked me, like, well, can I use my like phone? My phone has a really good camera. Can I use that as a webcam? And I completely forgot we we skipped over phones. No, that's a great one, point. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for remembering. Phones are a good option. I don't, I'm not a big fan of phones because they just provide that a, either that has to be your capture source. Like you need some sort of app on it that uses it as a camera, or you need some sort of way to know how to connect your camera to your phone to use it as a webcam, which if you Google how to use iPhone as webcam, I'm sure there's tons of articles and tons of video to do it. But I would rather, you know, if I'm telling a presenter or somebody to do something, I would just say like, Hey, spend an extra little bit of money and have a direct USB plus 
Here's one of the weird things is, let's say, for example, you don't have your phone plugged in, it dies in charge, you lose your camera shot halfway through, ah, yikes. Or um, I'm thinking about even weirder is like you get a notification in or let's say you're like tweeting live and you want to use your phone. Like it just removes the use of a device that we like to have in our hands a lot of the time. So that's the only reason why I don't like recommend hugely using your phone as it. But if you like really don't have a tree, can't get a Logitech webcam and you don't want to use a webcam on your computer and you got tomorrow, got to make yourself look good. Google how to use your phone as a webcam. I'm sure there's some software and tips on there. Especially if you're in Macworld. Um, if you're in Macworld and, and you're an Apple, you know, all in, and you've got the, you know, one of the later iPhones and uh, you're, you're doing things on your Mac, there's, I believe it's called Epoch, E-P-O. Let me double check the spelling. Uh, Epoch, E-P-O-C cam, Epoch cam. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, uh, that's something that a lot of folks are using as their primary video camera. That it's, it's and it enables you to do lower thirds and all kinds of fun stuff like that. It's made by our favorite company, uh, Elgato. Oh, okay. You know what? That makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I kind of now that you, as soon as you said that, I remember wow. that being part of the discussion. That it's it's pro level. It's and and yeah. that's it's so basically you're able to stream directly from your camera to Zoom on your computer or something along those lines. Uh, wow. But then also layer in, I believe, things like uh, you know graphics and lower thirds and stuff like that. That's awesome. Well, I didn't even know that that software existed. So I learned something new. So that makes my like opinion of using your phone a little bit higher now. Yeah. If you're using like something like Epoch Cam, uh, yeah, E P O C. Cam. And while That's I was awesome. dogging on the on the cameras in the laptops, the cameras in the iPhones are really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 they are. That the phone cameras are just crazy. Like, I like, yeah, they're just crazy. We could probably do a whole episode just on yeah. that and well, but yeah, I think I think that kind of covers that in terms of lighting and video, like all the different things that you need to look at when it comes to making your video look really, really awesome. So we'd love to know from you what what sort of things have you seen be successful? Have you found a product that makes your like your presenters look really awesome or look make you look really awesome we'd love to hear email us event tech podcast at helloendless.com i know we're probably gonna have another part because we want to talk about backgrounds and what does that look like and the technologies behind it green screens versus you know some of these bleed more bleeding edge technologies coming out so we'll probably spend a whole episode talking about that next as well so stay tuned for that one too and if you listen to one and you liked it make sure to go check back on the audio episode where we do the exact same breakdown but for microphones and headsets all day long but brant I think, uh, are we looking pretty good on this one? I think we're looking really good on this one. We're, we're, right. we're, we're well lit. We're, we've got <laughs> soft, fuzzy, fuzzy backgrounds, and uh, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Ventech Podcast. We'll cue that outro music, and we'll see you next time on the Ventech Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.